everyone. This is the Herald of Modcast on the HMC Network. Hello. Oh, hi. Hi. <laughs> you there? You with me. Talking to me. I thought you were talking to the audience. Well, I was talking to the audience, but I was expecting that you would kind of say something too. I would say, where's the audience? The audience is waiting for us to talk about The Leftovers season three pilot episode. Well, premiere season, episode. Premiere episode. Please. Please. Uh, which shared last night on Easter, uh, and it was directed by Mimi Leader, the written by showrunner and creator Damon Lindelof, starring the usual suspects, Justin Theroux, Christopher Eccleston, Amy Brenneman, Liv Tyler, Chris Zelka, Carrie Coon, Kevin Carroll, and uh, we're still in Texas. And the gang. We're in Texas, but things, it's three years later. Mm-hmm. And things start on sort of like a we're back to normal note. We get yeah. some nice sort of like, you know, waiting for the other shoe to drop kind of moments where he's back to being a cop mm-hmm. and the brother's back to being His a son priest. son is now a deputi- deputized as a cop. As too. a cop. And they're, they're the police of Miracle and Miracle's policies have now changed where people are allowed to come in sort of however. Without a wristband. Without a wristband. Although we should say the very beginning happened right after... The events, up, right, yeah, and right we see quickly day. that there was a bomb dropped on the Grateful Remnant, either on purpose or accidentally. Well, it was we a drone, know. yeah, and we see um, Evie, the his, what's his name, John's daughter, yeah, run outside, and Liv Tyler's inside talking, and she's like, "You can talk, it's okay," like that sort of thing, yeah. And she's not talking, and then she goes outside because she hears. She sees a camera get sort of drilled through the wall, like a little yeah. SWAT team camera. And then she runs out, and then there's this sort of plane flying over. And then sure enough, there's this object in the air coming closer and closer, and you see it in her glasses. Yeah. There's this giant explosion, and it wipes out all the grateful remnants. Well, and Liv Tyler clearly saw it coming because she's standing there telling her this story about Zigfield and Roy and how they do all these tricks with the tigers, and then sooner or later, one of those fuckers bites you in the face. And and then, then right. the bomb drops, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so when we come back three years later, there's a giant crater in the ground yeah. that's sort of fenced off inside of Miracle. And that's sort of like the new, no, you can't en- enter there, but people are still coming to Miracle. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. three years later, and Justin throws on a... A great whatever steed a stallion he's like a cop riding which a horse. is kind of cool the way they jump to it it's like well actually there was even before that there was a very odd beginning like they love to do with this puritan time period yeah where you see these a church group and you see this family and they keep the the preacher keeps telling them a date that I guess they the end is the near, date. yeah. And they keep going up on the the roof to be taken. I or don't know something. or something. Well, there's no dialogue; it's just music in the background. Yeah, and it sort of plays out in like the opening five minutes. And there's no opening song either for this. That's episode, right. There wasn't. Yeah, there was no I opening titles no, or any of that. Nothing like that. Which is fine. But yeah, and so it just sort of ends with the mother of the Puritan family. In white. In all white, having stayed up on 
the roof all night and she's completely soaked and trenched. And when she walks back to the church, everyone's sort of looking at her and laughing at her. And then she goes and lays down with a bunch of other people that are in white. And then they scroll through the people. And then all of a sudden you see the guilty remnant in white. It's a very clever thing the way they do the camera work on that. Yeah. Sort of like how they did um, from last season with the... uh, the cavemen and the cavemen, yeah. you know, which you're like, where is this going? And yeah. Like, oh, they always have a plan, you know. Yeah. I mean, and I guess, are we suspo- supposed to assume? <laughs> supposed to. <laughs> supposed to <laughs> are we supposed to assume that that was the spot that they were on then? I don't know. It's I possible. Mean, possible. That's what they did with the caveman episode. Right. So it's possible or maybe there's some sort of link to that old Puritan group or maybe they're just trying to show parallels from even way back when yeah. to now they always thought that the end was near and there's always a group of people that think the end's near and it's not so because they're talking now that it's two weeks away from what could be the final fucking countdown the reunion October 14th of when everyone disappeared yeah and it's been seven years and he's citing all the different seven year uh, sort of moments when every seven years there was like the plague and then there's the Noah's flood right. at the church you know he's like if something's gonna happen it's gonna happen in two weeks or right. it's not gonna happen at all but it's definitely not gonna happen here in Miracle because he's back <laughs> to being a priest like full time Matt yeah. yeah and his wife is out of the coma and, and they have a kid a three year old kid yeah yeah so we've really flashed forward and we it sort of looks like everyone's sort of settled into their roles a bit but although there's some new matches uh john we don't know what happened to regina king no that we didn't uh, even see her the john's whole episode. wife nope. erica and uh their daughter's been killed we're assuming right and That's what um, it makes it seem like he's married he or he's now with Lori. Kevin's old wife. Yeah. The one who was in The Guilty Remnant for the first season. Yeah. And he's taken up the role of the new fortune teller with the handprints. John has. But they're frauds. But they're uh, frauds and they're like cheerful frauds. Yeah. And Kevin walks in on them and he goes upstairs and she's on a TV with a little earpiece telling John what to say to this guy about his dead father. You know, well, and I don't think the other guy was a fraud. No, no, I don't either. I don't think they set it up as for him being a fraud. I didn't get any indicator that he was, in fact, a fraud. So I don't know if we're going to get that explained at but all. Then he takes the money and he shreds the money that the guy gave him. Yeah. What was that? about? I don't know. Why even take the money at all? That was very weird. And they all sort of smiled and laughed about it. And Kevin was up there and he's a cop and he knows that they're defrauding people. Yeah. And he lets it happen too. So, which is, which is also strange. Yeah. Like he's the sheriff of the town pretty much. And he's like, so you guys busy at work, huh? Ha ha ha. And then they start kissing and you're like, whoa, they're together. Yeah. How'd that happen? And none of it's explained, which is fine. Cause well, they, they get, do they that. get to that. Yeah. They do that, which yeah. is fine. And Nora is now the head of basically the department of the departured. Yeah, the depart- like she was in not to be uh, the departed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm from the departed. With the departed, Mark Wahlberg's there. With Alec <laughs> yeah. Baldwin. even brought in from Mark Boston. Mark shows up with his like little plastic booties. booties on yeah, Matt Damon at the end. Right, I heard someone needs to be departed. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here to depart, you pal. Uh, so she's got a big job basically now yeah and they all work in together the, everything seems hunky right it's all like the families come together and overcome a lot of really painful times 
the son's working, and then yeah. John's son is working with Kevin at the church. You mean Matt at the church? Uh, Matt yeah. at the church, the priest. So everyone has a new role, right? And everyone seems to be settling in well to their roles. And you're just really like waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, okay, how is this going to get really fucking weird, really fucking fast? And then, and then the it dog does. guy yeah. shows up. The guy that he, that Kevin was killing dogs with. The in strays, New York. yeah, because yeah, all the stray dogs from all the families that disappeared. And he's a whack too. We forgot about him, and there he. I I completely forgot about him. I didn't even recognize him until they showed the flashbacks. Right. And I was like, oh, him? Yeah. What did happen to him? And he has this crazy story about how these stray dogs have taken on, like... Human form. Human form. The, the president is actually a dog. Or one of the senators. Yeah. Because he was working a catered party. And right. what happened was he had this, <laughs> this peanut butter sandwich in a in a bag in a cooler. Yeah. And he put on these latex gloves and showed it to Kevin as evidence. He's like, before you test it. And Kevin's like, test it for what? He's like dog dna and he's like okay because someone's got their finger on the butt and kevin's like you mean paw yeah he and, says it's so yeah, straight face yeah you mean paw on the button. and the guy's like you think i'm crazy don't you and he's like no i don't think you're crazy you know i just i think you should leave now and then the guy takes out a dog whistle and starts blowing it while kevin has his back to him and kevin turns around yeah and the guy's looking at him with the whistle in his mouth he's like hmm you he's changed. like yes. yeah well the thing about this show is you never know if it is crazy or if it's something going on. Right. You know? That's fucking so cool about it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Because they referenced the fact that he had delusions seeing Patty from The Grateful Remnant. Yeah. Um, very sad to see Anne Dowd, the actor who played her, go because, God, was she good. She very was good. One of the, she might the, become back, though. As maybe. A, 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 I mean, an image or a figment. Her performance in season two is some of the best I've ever seen on TV. And yeah, for sure. She, he talks about that and they do flashbacks of him talking to her. And he's now convinced that he was delusional when he sees her. But yet he does. He talks about the whole hotel scene when he was dead and he went and killed, remember at the end of season two when he had to go course, assassinate that was her? Insane. Yeah, he had to go in his mind and assassinate her in his dreamscape or whatever. But like, he recounts that as a per someone he killed because there's a scene later when the dog guy tries to kill him and his son. That's what happens too because Kevin's supposed to like go meet with the dog guy and talk to him and we'll, well talk about Lori, this later. He wants Lori, who's a psychologist, to, to talk to him. Talk to him. Yeah, and then they're driving and then there's like shots at their police car yeah. and it's fucking him with that same rifle. Yeah. And then Kevin, well, we skipped ahead a little bit, but Kevin is in like just sort of plain clothes with his sort of police utility belt on because he jumped in the water when there was those protesters. Oh, they were baptizing people in the in, in the, the river, yeah, that, or that lake bed, yeah, quarry or the whatever quarry, it is. Same place where he tri uh, tried to drown himself in the first season yeah. or second season, and so there was these protesters that were like sort of you know, had the picture of Evie on their shirt and saying that, you know, they were murdered by the government. And they said they poisoned the water and there's these like red floating drums in the water so they couldn't do the baptism. Right. There was sort of about to be a big fight and the cops were there. And then Kevin just sort of walks over and just falls into the water and comes out and he's looking through the drums. He's like, the water's not poisoned. It's a prank. Everyone's clearly like, guess it is, though, but he believes clearly that he can't die, which right. plays heavily into this episode. And by the end. It's, 
Yeah. And it's because there's that other scene when he gets ready for work and he wraps a fucking bag around his head and tapes it shut and he just starts hyperventilating that in the bag. That was very creepy. It and was. I, I mean, I'm, I was really distracted by it because all I could think of was him as an actor having to do that well, scene. It was like super David Lynchy. Yeah, like it was. getting ready for work, putting on my clothes, gonna strangle myself <laughs> suffocate myself and then asphyxiate. yeah asphyxiate and then the next scene is him just like walking out the front door yep, and he just had like sweet love with his whatever what, what's her name yeah and there was that morning she's like i'm gonna go for a bike ride he's like okay i'm gonna get ready for work i'll just go try yeah. to kill myself oh and their baby's dead i guess oh yeah the gone. adopted black child there was no explanation of what happened but it looks it's as not in the she's picture dead she's not there yeah well, and they talked about the sadness or do you miss her but they didn't actually say like we don't know if no, the daughter maybe took her but the daughter came for for the son's birthday because the son's birthday and they had a little surprise party for him yeah and the daughter showed up but not with any baby or now toddler but Maybe I don't know. We don't know. They didn't. They say haven't told she died. us yet. No, and they they always sort of uh, it give you the information as they need to give it to yeah, you. Like, yeah, they always have a plan, so I don't get too upset with right. them. Right, I agree. Like after two seasons, you're sort of like, I'm gonna let this play out yes. before I yes. jump to any conclusions or be like, you forgot the this. No, it's like it's, no, we did not forget that, and we're yeah. gonna show you how we didn't forget, it, and you're gonna be like, oh wow, yeah. It's like, so shut your big gap, loser. <laughs> well, I think that's what's incredible about the show is I, I completely agree with you, and I I, I trust the show so much. Yeah. That I'm not. I, I noticed that they didn't explain it, they didn't explain but I'm a not lot worried stuff. about it. No, and it's an earned trust because I remember yes. in the first season being like, "What's going on?" And yeah. then I stopped watching it. and I had yeah. to catch up on HBO Go, and then by the end of the first season, I was like, "Oh, this is fucking awesome!" Yeah. Whoa, <laughs> like whoa, <laughs> yeah. So it's a definitely an earned trust, but I totally have faith in it now, which is almost like. It's too meta. Like, no, I have faith in a show about having faith and like and not what? having faith and not and... really having faith in yeah. the fucking gray area between. <laughs> but flash back to uh, when he's in the car and the dog guy's shooting at them. Yeah, and his gun jams because it got wet, I guess. Kevin's does. Kevin's does. And he can't shoot him. He's about to get shot. And then freaking little Timmy Tar- Turner there. Tommy. Fucking blows his head off. Right. And he, yeah. Gets covered in blood on the cop cruiser and on Kevin. and Without hesitating. Boom. Did it. Uh, and I, we weren't sure if he made it or not because they didn't cut to him. Right. We're like, did he get shot? Is he on the outside of the car dying? You know? Yeah. Because he could have died just as easily too. Like the way they write the show. They're like, yeah, Tommy dies in the first episode. Yeah, you know, you're right. He after could've. his birthday party kind of. Yeah. Thing. You know? Yeah. 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 That's what they do, man. Don't worry. It'll be explained. It'll be explained. You'll be like much more satisfied. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be happy that we did that. But they're sitting and talking and Kevin says to him, you got to go talk to someone, a police psychologist, because this will screw you up. And And talking helps and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And he's like, and he said, do you ever kill anyone? He's like, yeah, a woman. And we're realizing that he's talking about the killing in his dream or like in heaven or wherever he was when he was in that hotel room. Purgatory or whatever it was. Yeah. And then he tells you, yeah, I had to kill her security, too. I killed them, too. And like, yeah, like, and you're like, oh, what? he's not. Because when right. I first said a woman, I thought he was confessing to how he killed Patty. The first but time. she did kill her. She killed him herself. So, yeah, she did kill herself. He was just there to witness it. Yeah. And then he ended up burying her with uh, Matt, right? Or, or the, yeah, like, they, the dog guy. 
I don't remember who helped him. Someone helped him. Yeah, they had somebody help. But yeah, and so that, yeah, it was sort of a weird thing. And Tommy's like, oh, I didn't know you killed anybody, man. He's like, yeah, man. Yeah. You know. Well, and so one of the, so the big sort of theme of this episode is revealed when we find out that Matt is writing a gospel about Kevin. Well, we have to tell what how it happens because Kev, Matt's wife is going back to Jersey or wherever well, the there's first a lead, season was. We sort of see a lead up to this before that because we see that there's something going on that they're hiding from him. Yeah, because yeah, and, the, and that opening scene and yeah. Kevin's like, you looking at porn, man? And he's like, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. To John's son. And it was this book that Matt's writing. Right. Uh, basically the gospel of Kevin, man. Yeah. He's p- turning Kevin to like a modern day messiah. Yeah. But Kevin doesn't find out until Matt's wife says like i'm leaving he thinks that i can't leave uh miracle or i'm gonna go back in a coma and matt's losing his mind and so i'm right. leaving matt and i'm taking the kid and we're going back to where the first season was shot and that was a bit of a surprise because as, as the viewers we just saw her for the first time alive because the and entire talking, show yeah. she's been in a coma and matt's been by her side faithfully right like jack crawford and bella from silence of the lambs for god's sakes bella yeah, Jack Crawford's wife, who was also like in a coma from cancer. Oh, and, and they like, omitted that from the movie. I know. That's another thing. It's a big thing where he's taking care of his like bed sickly deathbed wife the whole time he's looking for Buffalo Bill. And then she actually dies in oh, the book, too. Yeah. Interesting. It's a very interesting part of Jack Crawford. Thanks for that, that little we don't side see. note. Yeah, it's interesting. So I just finished reading the book, so, you know. So, you know, however I can weave that into the say I read yeah. the book, it's no big deal. <laughs> I see that you're actually kind of smart because you read books. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. Uh, yeah, so he does find out, and it's, God, he's such a good actor, Justin Theroux. They, there's a scene where they, you know, Mary says, I'm leaving, and oh, by the way, he's writing a book about you. He thinks you're God. God. Yeah. you're the next coming of Jesus. And he goes, and he's like, where the fuck is he? Right yeah, he's now? super he says mad. It like, but he says it in the way he delivers it. Everything in this show is so good, and he goes and he comes in on them, and the son's there, and uh, they're in the church. Drake, yeah, little Johnny John or John Junior. And um, he's like, "Where is it? What is it?" And they yeah. have a big confrontation. And get rid of it, bury it. Yeah, I don't care. And Matt's like, "No, there's only one copy. I can't give you it." Yeah. You know? And, uh, and so he's, and then, uh, John comes in with food and then Kevin's like, you know, they're writing a fucking book about me. And and John's like, huh? He goes, oh, Oh. Kevin goes, oh, Oh. (laughs) that was a great scene. Yeah. Oh, that's all you have to say. They're good actors in this show. They're all, they're all good. They're so good. And this, the way he, they kind of like sum it up. They're like, I shot you at point blank range in the chest. And you didn't go to the hospital. Yeah, the remember next that day. last season. That was yeah. the last episode, and you survived and made a full recovery, like in the chest at point blank yeah. range. And he drowned, and he took poison, and he was buried, and he was saved by an earthquake. That yeah, the reason he came. And you so know, they're making this case that he's God. That he's good, and he's like, and he's like, I can die. He's like, you can die, just not here in miracle. Yeah, because Matt's convinced that he's. He still believes miracle, miracle yeah. is miracle. Yeah, right. And so Kevin's like, "That's fucking insane, man. You yeah. gotta stop it." And they used to have like a little scuffle, and then Matt ends up giving him the only copy, you know. Yeah. And it's like this leather bound 
sort of book binder. Right. Handwritten. Handwritten. And he's like, I haven't put in your baptism yet. And that you could argue that that is another one. He just dives into the water. Like, that's pretty biblical. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be poisoned water, and he dives in. Like, that's a Jesus And maybe story. it was poisoned water. Maybe, and then now it wasn't. He was baptized by the sun in the yeah. poisoned, unquote, water. You know, that's like a Jesus story right, right. there. You know, straight up like mythology with a moral. Like, yeah. Trust in God and uh, the poison will not affect you. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and so you're like, wow, that's an interesting case. Have they been writing this as a three season arc the whole time? Yeah. yeah. Probably. Yeah. Oh, Cause yeah. Because he has a beard now. And Kevin's like, or Matt's like, the beard looks good on you, Matt, by the way. You know what I mean? Or right. it looks good on you, Kevin. <laughs> you know, and then so there's this last scene where there's just sort of like these squatters in Miracle and he walks up to this barbecue and he has the book in his hand and you're like is he gonna do it and i'm like he's not gonna do it and you're yeah. like yes he is and then he doesn't he do doesn't it. No, yeah he doesn't do it which is really funny so which is the cool book's man gonna be around the book's gonna be around and uh it was quite the reveal and then there's a final afterward part where you see this woman you don't see her face and she's on a bike and she's taking carrier pigeons yeah doves and they have notes and you see a big bucket full of notes yeah throws them in the bucket or the one in the bucket and rides them back to to a church and a nun and it's australia in australia where kevin's father has been by the way we find out we find that out yeah or is that just in the previews oh no he talked about in this episode and the the nun says does the meat does the sarah does the name kevin mean anything to you and she says no, and she turns around, and it's a Nora's face in an old woman. It's like old Nora doppelganger yeah. or alternative universe or Lord knows what the fuck they're setting up yeah. with this because fuck me. You know, you're like, oh, the show just went super weird again. This yeah. is why we watch this crazy ass show because it's fucking uh, mind bending. Right. You know, and then that's how it ends. So you're like, who the fuck is she? What, how is she, Nora, or what relationship, right. or what fucking uh, dimension of Nora is she? You right. know what I mean? Well, we know that Nora has to go to Australia, and so Kevin, she wants Kevin to go with her. But how they're all going to go to Australia, I don't know. Like, they, we haven't seen sort of the... She's got to go to investigate something with her job. I don't think they all go. Like, I don't think the kids go. Maybe either. they don't. Maybe. But I Maybe wonder if Matt go. Like, I wonder if everyone's going. It looks like when they they're show the going, previews that yeah. they're all there. Maybe Matt goes when What's-Her-Name leaves him. I mean, we'll find out. We'll find out. I mean, I'm sure they've got a clever way to get them all there if I'm, they are. Oh, well, I'm. either way, this got me excited. It was, you know, it was like sort of uh, low dosage. Mm. leftovers but it was cool for the first episode you know point it was low dosage it was definitely not i don't know i guess my expectations were were high but now that i think about it it's like yeah they're sort of it seems like they're slowly Mm -hmm. working up to some crazy ass shit well and that's why i'm like wondering now how many episodes are in this season because there's clearly a lot going well, on. I'll tell you how many and episodes are in this I, I season. I hope there's more than just like eight or something. I hope there's like at least 10 or 11 or 12 because it I feel like... It appears that there are 10 episodes in the final season. Oh, okay. Well, that's pretty good. That's fine. Yeah. And yeah. it will end in June. And then Game of Thrones starts after that. And then Game of Thrones start. It Actually, it will end in... right. It looks like it will end... Probably like the week before, probably. 
Yeah, it looks like it's close to, you know, Game of Thrones is going to take up where... Where this stops. Yeah, there might be a week in between or something. It's good for me. Good for me, too, because, I mean, we've been waiting for Game of Thrones, and this is the longest wait we've ever had. Yeah. It's been like 18 months, isn't it? Or 16 months or 18 months. Yeah. Yeah, longer than anyone's ever had to wait. Yeah. For that that show, and it's always a long wait for Game of Thrones, but this is twice as long. But we know that there's only 14 episodes left, so. Yeah. So yeah, so this is. Uh, I'm excited about. I'm this. excited. I'm ready for the journey. The upcoming sort of trailer thing that they showed was insane. Right. So uh, I, I liked this season opener. It was a soft open. It was a soft open, but it was a good. It again, it the writing's yeah. phenomenal. The acting's it's incredible. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's really probably one of my the most standalone, unique show viewing experiences. I think if you haven't caught up you really kind of do have to go watch it all won't you wouldn't you say i mean i guess you could technically go season two just watch season two i wouldn't though but you shouldn't yeah you should really go back and watch the you gotta watch the whole thing and it's you and for a viewer like who hasn't seen any of it you know it's only three seasons right so it's not gonna you're not watching 10 seasons right yeah Yeah, you can go back and you can watch it and it's slow the first season when you don't really understand it and you're like why am i watching this like how is this different how is this interesting and then it has like the biggest payoff of all yeah as far as the television and same with the second season so it's totally worth investing time into yeah if you have HBO go you can binge the first two seasons yeah no time i mean at all. it's phenomenal television so yeah it's definitely worth it so I, we'll I love be it. uh we'll be covering it uh hey i want to pose a question that came up recently in a television what? yeah i want to see what you think about this me so uh, I was at this unnamed panel discussion of an unnamed alma mater of mine. B- unnamed. BU. And uh, there was a few, a uh, couple writers who write on one for Showtime, one network, an Amazon writer and an Amazon marketing guy. And uh, I asked a question to that panel because the marketing guy kept talking about how customers instead of audience. And so my question was, that's interesting that you refer to us as customers, and that is a, a real distinct change and reclassification of who we are. And what do you think about that in terms of your creative process? And uh, mm-hmm. the Showtime woman said, well, he, were, he writes for a subscription-based service, for which I said, so do you, lady. <laughs> yeah, you write for but Showtime. Here's my question for us. What do you think about that? I mean, in terms of being an audience member versus being a customer, do you feel like you're a customer? Do you feel like you're an audience member? How do you, what do you think about that? I think the line's blurred a little bit because as a paid subscriber, you are a customer, but you're paying for content, content that you can actively uh, review and grade Mm -hmm. and sort of, uh, sort of tailor to your own likes and dislikes, but you are still a customer. Yeah. As a Netflix subscriber, most people don't have cable anymore. You don't need cable anymore. You right. Know? You don't need it. But, but ne- like, arguably, every single person who watches anything is a customer now, not an audience member. Because yeah. even if you're watching network TV, you're paying for cable service. No mm-hmm. one has rabbit ears and are watching free TV anymore. That no doesn't way. exist. No, it's all satellite or, or fucking dish. So or, we're yeah. all customers. And if you have pay service, if you have Amazon, it's all customer-based. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's, I think it is a different 
I think it's a huge sea change in terms of a, a, a reclassification. But I, yeah. I, 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 I was thinking about that in terms of us as viewers. Do we yeah. feel like we're customers? I mean, not sitting down and watching stuff. When I watch something, I feel like I'm a viewer or mm-hmm. a, like going to a movie. I don't consider myself a customer of the movie theater. I consider myself a viewer of the movie. Or- Even the fact that when you go to the movie theater now, you're having to watch ads. Lots of ads and then trailers. And so and that's I guess... Been for years. I guess my question really is sort of to nuance it is we're paying for we're paying somehow. Always. We're, we're always paying. So are, is our demand higher? Like, do we have a higher demand on what we're seeing because we're a customer now instead of just I, I, I want I feel like I can say myself because I'm older than you, yeah, like it, growing up in the 70s and 80s. Right. You felt sort of in awe of people putting out these things. Like you felt like, wow, mm. thank you. I'm so lucky to get to see this stuff. And, and I you think, can't rewatch it. And right. you can't fucking save it on a TiVo. Nope. Yeah, I think back then you were more of a, a viewer or a, what was the word? Not customer, customer and, and audience. audience member. But now you're more of a customer than ever. Cause the, and more of a critic, don't you think? Because we can all be critics now. Well, and the competition the base is so high. Yes. There's so many different places to get original content, new content, or revamped content. They're doing Snatch on Crackle. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what yeah, the fuck yeah. is Crackle, and why the fuck are you doing a Snatch show? You know yeah, I mean? yeah. But still, that's just like point, counterpoint, not even counterpoint. It's like, yeah, this is what's happening right now. Right. Where AT&T has their own shows. and fucking, Yes. Well, and, forget know. them having shows. We we're competing with people putting their content on YouTube and Instagram. Yeah, and, and Vimeo. And yeah, totally. So everyone, almost anyone can now be a celebrity or, you know, or a sort of star of their own network pro PewDiePie. You know, yeah, it, it, who's it, gone, right? I don't know if he's gone yet, but he had made a statement that he said he was going to cancel his channel after 50 million subscribers. Wow. Yeah, Why? And just start from scratch. Because he has the rift with YouTube. You can watch huh. videos about it, but yeah, it's basically he's like th- sick of YouTube's policies and how much they've changed is what I think. Mm. And he said once he hits 50 million, he's going to cut the channel, cancel the channel and just wow. start a new one. I mean, he's going to lose a lot of money. But yeah, I don't know if that's a, a smart money. move because I feel like he was a fad. And I think things well, it's all are. a fad. Yeah. Like this whole YouTube cult of personality YouTube thing is going to be a super fad, especially with people that are you, they want you to know there's billboards for YouTube stars that I've never even heard of until I saw the billboard. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like I really don't. Do you think people who are teenagers know who they are? Yeah, they okay. do for sure. But I mean, that's not a billboard worthy. I yeah. don't think, you know, especially in L.A. where we're supposed to know these these people first or right i don't know well but the bottom line is there's so much content out there it's just ridiculous that's what makes us more customers than ever i think Uh, yeah so much content at hbo and showtime and cable like they don't have that freaking vice grip on like good programming well and warren lewis who i interviewed on my show uh, conversations with and i'm doing another one with made a statement that it's very arrogant for creators to say audience and not customer in today's world. Yeah, because it is arrogant. It is kind of arrogant. And like, it, who's it, your audience? Yeah. Your audience is only as loyal as your content is good. Yeah, exactly. Nowadays, because you can get it on your phone. Yeah. 
you can get an app. I have an app on my phone. You can watch Logan right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like all the torrent sites, like you, you, you can get it instantly. Yeah. You know, from anywhere. It's so hard to nail down your content to just one place. So you can only get it there. And right. You can only see it there and you have to subscribe to that. So yeah, people are customers more than ever. I guess you could say that there's more power in being a customer now than there ever was before. Well, I think, I think that's absolutely a, true. Yeah, but it's also a double-sided coin where there's like so much content that like it's... How to weed through it how all. How to weed through it and like most of it's shit. Well, you know? and that brings me to the subject of the next Conversations episode, which is uh, does quality content survive in the, in the age of distraction? And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about with... Uh, Television writer Stephen Godshow and uh, film screenplay screenwriter Warren screenwriter. Lewis, and, yeah, and professor is and he professor, teacher, yeah, yeah. These guys, uh, we went we went out and uh, had some whiskey at an Irish pub, O'Brien's, nice. and we talked about this subject, and we were incredibly lucid through the entire hour that we spoke. Really, even in the last 10, 15 minutes, you yes. managed to stay lucid. Yes, we did. Well, good so. For you, uh, you can check our website, the HMC network.com for that episode, which is up this week. Yep. And, uh, as always, if you have a comment about this particular subject, send it to us. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm gathering information and, uh, I got some game. I got a game review for telltale is releasing the first episode of their guardians of the galaxy game, Woo-hoo. five part series, like how they do. And it's coming out, you know, perfectly timed before the movie. So I'll have that first episode up. Probably end of next week or something like that. End of next week. Well, it doesn't come out till next week. Ding no, dong. Comes out tomorrow. Oh, this week. So uh, end of this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Der- comes out Thursday. <laughs> Derp. Or tomorrow? Yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Oh Jesus, where am I? I don't What's know. going on? <laughs> where, do, where am I? I don't know. I feel like where Grizzly am I? Adams. Where, where am I? Feel like Chris. You look like Grizzly what Adams. What year is it? No, I just shaved my beard. <laughs> I like Robin Williams from Jumanji. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, what year is it? <laughs> That's awesome. I love that meme. That's the best meme. Uh, yeah, and we'll be back with uh, more film reviews and more episode recaps of The Leftovers. And movies. And movies. What do we got next? Well, we've got Guardians. <laughs> there's nothing in April. Yeah, I mean, we'll there's nothing something. we is care about. No, we didn't see Furious 8. We did see a couple streaming horror films, which were pretty bad. bad. Not even worth reviewing, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even it's, it would be a horrible review. Yeah. But it's not even almost worth it. What was the name of that one? Like, fuck the Really in Indian. The, in the Ding Dong Fuckers <laughs> or something. A really indie one about the police station, the kid. The hospital? Yeah, the hospital. Like fucking whatever Canada the fuck it does was. horror. It's like, oh, sorry, eh? <laughs> You didn't say sorry there. Eh? Just like, like, boo. <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> it was horrible. Yeah, we'll try to find out what it is. And, and then fuck it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back with more streaming reviews. We've got a bunch up on the website right now. And uh, also uh, the, uh, the assignment is up there right now, too. Wow, the assignment. Yeah, yeah that was a fun that was that was interesting see what's at the arrow maybe some at the arrow yeah all right folks all right folks see ya as always jerks see ya jerks don't jerk around too much or you'll get jerked jerked off maybe (laughs) yeah